Psalm chapter 51, verses 1 to 12. To the choir master, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet went to him after he had gone into Bathsheba. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abandoned mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with our willing spirit. This is word of our Lord. Speak to God. Hello everyone, my name is Peter, and I will be reading from uh, the New Testament reading from Romans chapter 5, uh, verses 6 to 11. That's Romans chapter 5, verses 6 to 11. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one scarcely died for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person, one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. This is the word of the Lord. Hi everyone, welcome to Church at Nine Online and it's good to have you join us this morning. My name's Mike, as Oscar mentioned, and I'm one of the ministers here at Church at Nine. Uh, a big welcome to you, especially if you're um, visiting for the first time or you've been a few times to our service. And uh, uh, again, a big Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers that are with us. Um, as Oscar mentioned, we're doing things a little bit differently over the next few weeks and we're thinking about this idea of freedom. And just for this part of today's service, we're going to think about this idea of freedom in the context of love, in the context of love. 
And so I really just have very simply two questions that we're going to try and answer. Um, the first one is, what is God's love like? What's God's love like? And number two, why does it matter? What is God's love like and why does it matter to us anyway? Um, I thought I'd begin by uh, calling my wife out on something, just to put it um, on record for everybody, uh, and that is my wife loves romantic comedies. Put up your hand if you love romantic comedy movies. Oscar, I know you do. That's right. Now, if you asked my wife, do you love romantic comedies, she would say, oh, absolutely not. No, they're soppy, they're tacky. That's not real love, Mike. That's not real love. But friends, do you know how I know that my wife loves romantic comedies? Because when I log on to Netflix and I can see the movies that she's begun to watch, the evidence is completely clear. Um, Notting Hill, You've Got Mail, Pitch Perfect, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, these are not um, documentaries, friends. These are romantic comedies. Now, um, here's the real confession, though. Here's the real confession. If I'm completely honest with you, uh, myself, I don't mind, I don't mind occasionally a romantic comedy myself. And I think, well, such a macho man, Michael. Like, I don't, don't believe that. It's true. And I think the reason it's true is because um, they actually touch upon um, some of that feel-good stuff in our lives, that thing that we call love. You know that, that moment when Jerry Maguire says, um, you complete me. Or that moment when someone does something out of the care and self-giving of their own heart. Um, there's something about this idea of love which really touches upon how we feel. Now, um, Again, I'm just partly just to put that on record about my wife, but the other reason that I bring this up at the start is because our passage today in Romans actually says, hey, do you want to start thinking about God's love? One way to start thinking about God's love is actually to start thinking about human love. Now, what does love look like between people just like you and I? And he makes this observation in verse 7, he says this, he says, For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person, one would dare even to die. He's saying, okay, um, think about human love just for a moment. Think about the scenario. Um, who would you die for? Who would you die for? And he makes this observation. Um, one, you're not going to die for what he says a righteous person. If you're going to die for someone, it's going to be for a, a good person. And what I think he means here, I think he means that you're, you're not going to die for someone who you say you might respect or think is an upstanding citizen. You know, maybe that's someone like, uh, I don't know, Gladys Berejiklian. and maybe you respect Gladys and, uh, and she thinks she's an upstanding citizen. But you're not going to take a bullet for Gladys. No, he says you're... If there's anyone that you're likely to die for, it's what he calls a good person, which I think here, he means it's someone that you care about, someone who is close to you, someone you have affection for. You're not going to die for someone you respect, but if there's anyone that you will die for, it's someone who you care about and love. 
Um, here's a picture of uh, the aftermath of a, a tornado, which hit uh, a couple's home in the United States a number of years ago. And the couple, they were Bethany and Dan. And Bethany and Dan, there was a tornado and as they uh, felt the wind pick up, they rushed to take refuge in the bathtub. And um, Bethany, the wife, recalls that as the wind was tossing everything around and it was picking up faster and faster, um, Don, her husband, he lay his body over Bethany in order to protect her because he loved her. And she can't remember exactly how long the wind was, was going for, but she recounts next how the, when the wind died down, she felt the lifeless body of her husband. Here was a man, a husband, who gave his life for the woman that he loved, who protected her, who sacrificed himself because he loved his wife, Bethany. Or maybe um, you have a personal example that you can think of on a day like Father's Day, um, an example of, of love expressed perhaps to you. I know that for, for myself, I can think of many examples. Um, for example, when I was about 12 years old, um, my dad used to drive me at an ungodly hour to play tennis on Saturday mornings. And there was this one time I recount when we were driving along James Roos Drive and it's about 90 kilometers an hour. And all of a sudden the car just started swerving and lost control and um, the car was going right to left and right to left. But the image that has stuck with me all these years is that in that moment, my dad was trying to take control of the car with his right hand. I remember him um, putting his left hand over my chest just to try and protect me. Friends, the best of human love means that absolutely we will serve and we will protect and we will care for and we would even die for those who we care about, those who we are most close to, a spouse or a father or a mother or a child or a dear friend. That is what human love, our passage says, looks like. Now, whatever story that you have in your mind about love expressed, I want you to hold on to that feeling for a moment and come with me to the very next verse in our passage today because the point that the writer wants to make is this. Verse 8, but God, he shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. When it comes to God's love, his love, is not limited to those he cares about or those who love him or are close to him. Um, no, his love, God's love, is so intense, is so deep that he would extend his own love to you and I, who are not his friends or his, his beloved children. We are his, we are sinners. We are God's enemies. Um, that is, we have no desire to know God. We have no love for him in our hearts. We turn away from him. We don't care about the fact that he made us in the first place. And yet God shows us he loves us 
by giving up his dear, perfect son, the Lord Jesus, to die on a cross to show you and to show me how much he loves us. What kind of love is that? There's hardly a word which can capture that kind of love. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's almost like, you know, if you think about the current turmoil in Afghanistan and you think about a Taliban extremist and you think about an Afghan national and they're at, they've been enemies their whole life, and it's, it's almost like as if the Afghan national lays his life down for this Taliban extremist just to bring about some sort of peace. It's just, it's just illogical. It doesn't make sense. And yet, that is the kind of love that God shows towards his enemies, people just like you and I. It's illogical. It's, it's supernatural. There is no human parallel. Whatever kind of love it is, there is no human kind of love that can match that love. So on a day like Father's Day, where I'm sure you can recount so many examples of wonderful human love, this love, this love of God is so much beyond anything that you and I have ever experienced. That is what God's love is like. I suppose, though, the question um, that sort of remains there is, uh, why does it matter? Like, why does it matter that God has this amazing love for us? I mean, if, if I saw, again, Jerry Maguire, he says, you know, you complete me. Or when I see examples of people giving up their own life for someone they love, I mean, it moves us. It might make us even a little bit emotional, but it, it doesn't require us to change the entire direction of our life. So um, what makes God's love any different? The answer that our passage gives is an answer that part of me, I must admit, wish wasn't true. And yet this is what verse 9 says. It says, since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. Friends, what this passage is saying is that if you reject the love of God, the wonderful unparalleled love of God, then all that awaits for you is the experience of the very anger, the very wrath of God, um, a, a reality which the Bible describes as hell. A, a life of misery apart from God, a life of isolation. If you think lockdown is hard now, um, an eternity apart from God, an experience of misery and torment for eternity is much, much worse. It's much, much worse. Now, um, I appreciate that for some of you, the idea of an angry God is, um, well, let's just say, maybe you think it's barbaric. You know, I don't want to teach my kids about an angry God. They already have self-esteem issues. I want to teach them positive, optimistic things. We don't need more negative things about my life. I don't want to consider an angry God. 
Um, uh, or you might be not as hostile about it as, as that. You might think, well, you know, I'm stressed as it is, okay? I'm in lockdown. My kids are running up the walls. My husband's doing his 50th DIY project. I'm not getting any fresh air at all. My, my heart rate is elevated. I don't need an angry God to add into my life to elevate my blood pressure anymore, okay? Now, I don't know if I can answer all of your objections, but let me take a note from the Princess Bride and let me just say that the word anger might not actually mean what you and I think it means. So what I mean is this, um, this slide here, often we think about anger uh, as in I lost my temper, okay? That's how we often think about anger and wrath, I lost my temper. So when my, uh, when my two-year-old daughter gets her peanut butter fingers and shoves it in the sofa cushions, then I lose my temper with her, I get angry with her, and I send her into timeout for the 50th time today. Um, that's what we often mean when we think about anger. But when the Bible speaks about God's anger, it doesn't mean that God lost his temper. Okay? Uh, God's anger in the Bible is different. It's a right response to the evil which exists in our world. The evil which is found right in the hearts of people just like you and I with caused suffering and evil because we've turned away and we've rejected the very goodness of God himself. And so God in his righteous anger will punish all this evil and all this suffering. And so friends, why does it matter for you this morning? And why does it matter for me this morning whether we respond to God's love in Jesus? It matters because if you do not accept this love of God, then all you will experience is the anger, the wrath, the punishment of eternal hell. And But if you accept, if you trust, if you say, yes, I want to accept this love of God, in his son, Jesus, then, friends, you will be set free from the very anger, the very right punishment of God. You will no longer experience the anger and the judgment that you and I deserve. And, friends, it is so desperately that we want you to experience that freedom, that freedom from God's anger today and this morning if you haven't already done that. And that is why our response to God's love matters. Friends, um, because it's Father's Day and um, because I kind of want to end on a more joyful note, even though the reality of God's judgment is true, um, as you consider the message of God's love this morning, the final image that I want to leave you with actually comes from the final verse of our passage today. In verse 11, it says, more than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Yes, friends, we want you today to accept the love that God has to offer in his son because it sets you free from the very anger and right judgment of God, but we also want you to accept it because it's an offer not just to avoid 
the anger of God. But it's an offer to accept the life-giving, reconciled relationship that comes with that love. Um, some of you might remember this picture from last year's lockdown. Um, this is the picture of a BBC news reporter and uh, he was giving his broadcast uh, when suddenly his daughter bursts into the room and starts dancing around, interrupting his broadcast. Friends, it is our prayer this morning for you that you are freed from the punishment of God's anger. But it is more than that, our prayer that in accepting the love of God in Jesus this morning, that you will also, as this child waltzes into her dad's room without fear of disownment, so you and I can waltz into the very presence of God, that we can approach the very throne room of God without fear of being cast away for his love and accepting his love means that you and I can live in a secure relationship with this God, in a relationship with a father that will never let us down. His love will be secure and complete because he has shown how much he loves us by giving his perfect son. So, friends, I'll leave you with the question, how will you respond to God's love today? Let me lead us in a prayer, and then we're going to sing another song together. Let's pray. Our Father, we in heaven, we thank you that you have demonstrated, you have shown us, you've made it clear that you love us. Father, thank you that your love is so much deeper and so much richer than any human love that we can experience. And so, Father, today we accept, we pray that for all of us, we would accept this message of love that we would turn to you and that we would avoid and be freed from your right anger on our sin. And, Father, work this in us, grant this to us, so we may enjoy a wonderful new reconciled relationship forever with you. Amen.